Hello, beautiful people. And I come to you this week with rest, rejuvenation, and a sense of burnout, but also a sense of exhaustion that comes with fighting the good fight and pushing through and getting everything done and being on a vacation, but like coming home to so many different worlds and so many portals that open up. And what's crazy about this is I went home this last week to Columbus, Ohio, and that's where I was born and raised. My family on my mom's side has been in Ohio forever. And so to go home for my grandpa's celebration of life was really monumental in a lot of ways. Like there were a lot of generational parts and pieces that came to the surface for healing and just for awareness building and just to link the generations together. And all of the nights that I was there, I was up late talking with my mom about these generational patterns in a way that was productive. And I have to say, I haven't stayed up that late for years. And so it kind of put me, you know, on a whole different time zone of going to bed late, but then still waking up when the sun came up. And so it kind of threw me for a loop and it kind of, um, you know, changed the course of just feeling rejuvenated when I was supposed to be resting more. And at the same time, it was essential and important to have all these aspects of the trip addressed and to have all of these parts and components come to the surface and just get to see family that you don't usually see or just get to run into people you don't usually see. So it opens up this whole new level of interaction. And so I also ran into my best friend from third grade on the airplane and, you know, like, yeah, maybe our higher selves planned that, planned that hangout where we could be in the air and be together, right? It's like, who knows, but it brings you back into a whole different dimension. And so what I wanted to come and bring today was this exhaustion and this constricted feeling because right now I'm in a huge transition. My business is becoming independent in August and I'm so grateful and proud and honored to carry forward this work through the mental health field, but more importantly for feminine magic and for this feminine divine like elevation essentially where business does not have to be operated from, from a place of lack or, you know, grinding into the ground, right? Like I'm all about balance. I'm all about integrity and I'm all about, um, health from the inside out. So when, you know, when people are in the mental health field and once they graduate from their masters in clinical mental health counseling, they still have this rite of passage. They still have like these hours that they have to earn toward their license to have their credential and to be credible. But the process of getting there, 
I believe could be more ethical. You see, when we are setting up our mental health professionals, the way I want it to look is I want to give them time and energy back for themselves, right? They've just poured their hearts into like a three-year degree of full-time school and then to graduate to not only have to continue to hold the space so elegantly, might I add, for families, children, people who have things that they're going through and growing through. And how on earth are we going to be able to hold people if we haven't carved out and created the time for ourselves, right? Like this really important piece of self-worth and, you know, again, this component of people pleasing where it's like, I don't want to disappoint anybody outside of myself yet. I feel like um, I'm exhausted from yes, doing what I love, but I don't want that to be associated with what I love. I want to be exhausted um, in a way that doesn't feel like I'm burning myself to the ground, if that makes sense. And this is part of how the mental health field is right now. And this is something that I'm looking to change and revolutionize because I'm kind of tired of the explanation that just says, well, that's just the way it is. Well, that's how I did it. That's how we've done it in the past. So that's how we do it now. Because let's remember, if we're always going to be evolving and growing and changing, there may not always be room in these newer paradigms for things like that to still exist. And there's also a fine line between you know, power and control um, and wanting it to look a certain way. And then also to have freedom and flexibility and like have time for the work-life balance and have time for family and spirituality and having, getting to do things for fun that actually promote joy and create happiness and abundance. And again, health and healing from the inside out. If my connection to myself increases and if my general well-being increases, that will never, ever be a disservice for the people that I work with. Whereas on the other hand, if I'm grinding myself, grinding myself, look at all that I'm doing, look at all that I'm juggling, look at all these jobs I'm holding. Wow, I'm so great. I'm not so sure that that is the best way. I'm not so sure if like that's the way that we're going to get to really being able to promote and encourage self-healing for others. And it's the same way that when you, you know, become a doctor or something like that, it's like you still have like the continuing education, right? It's like, that's a similar piece of, you know, when I receive my license, when I receive my hours, when I receive all of these parts and pieces that come with increasing the value of the degree, right? It's like, there's this mindset that says, I always want to, you know, make sure that I'm doing this modality or doing this thing in the best way of my, that I know to my own ability. And I think that in the mental health field, I think that we're not as generous about the directions in which 
the field has to grow and to expand. A lot of what we practice is still old paradigm and no fault of anyone but the system and we continue to follow it and do it and it's hard to um, validate it and then step out of it and then try to lead by example and do something else. Um, but it's definitely a big, big shadow of, yeah, of control. And so I wonder what that would be like to get to practice this profession with flexibility, with benefits, with, um, just being taken care of and feeling secure in the job of helping and supporting others. Because, you know, in the mental health field, it's a lot of working for yourself or your contract worker, right? So you might need to get insurance out of pocket and you might need to um, pay for things, a lot of upfront costs on your own, right? And so I just know deep down that this certainly is a profession that deserves to be supported in the same ways that other professions are perhaps more validated by society. And in a, in a way to, you know, claim your independence and work for yourself and become an entrepreneur on top of being a mental health professional, right? It's almost as if you're doing a couple things at once and there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of risk and there's a lot of, you know, putting yourself out there because you cannot be, you know, liked or known or trusted if you do not put yourself out there. And so it's just, it's definitely, um, a place where there's constantly assessment going on in my mind of, okay, I validated the system that's currently in place as a way for me to get through it. However, it's not how I want like future generations of therapists to have to go through this if they so choose to follow this model. And it's a really similar process and parallel of parenting, right? So often we can acknowledge and realize that our parents have done the absolute best that they can and could. And with all the skill set and tools and everything at their, you know, at their fingertips that they did everything that they could it's just hard to say, even though I did all I could, I know that I could have done something different or done something better. I don't want to say better, right, wrong, good or bad, but like, like just because we're humans, like we have to know that there will always be room for growth and change. And so, you know, we were built for stress. We were built for trauma and from my lens that trauma is not a mental health disorder. Trauma is an appropriate response to a stressful or overwhelming circumstance. And nothing is wrong with you and nothing is broken, right? If you imagine what humans had to go through for the last 2 million years, you know, like 
we've made it far. And when we talk about safety, right, whether it's defense mechanisms or, you know, staying safe in general, safety is not about thriving. It's about staying alive. But there's so much more we could do beyond staying safe now that we are in our modern day. It's just that our nervous systems are stuck in those generations. And so we come back to, you know, our strong emotional releases and our, our relationship with emotions. And sometimes it does feel weird to go against what our body is presenting with, right? So what our body does and how our body, you know, holds on to information where, where um, the body keeps the score beyond just our cognition and our intelligence and our thinking brain. It's, it's just quite fascinating because we don't have to relive trauma, right? Even though that we've seen so many generations before us have to face it or go through it because it's quote unquote, just the way it is. We don't have to relive it because we have to let the feeling thaw out, right? We have to just let it thaw out, but we do not have to relive it. And so, you know, we turn to things like substances, but they may not necessarily resolve that tension and that energetic increase. Um, But as it builds up, we just continue to put it off and then we say things like, oh my gosh, I'm crying for no reason, or oh my gosh, I'm this and that. And I just want you to think about like the first time that you were told that you're not allowed to cry or that it's not socially acceptable to cry or that you're sorry for crying and shedding a tear and being moved. Like, when we say sorry for crying, it's no different than saying, I'm really sorry for being myself. And I'm sorry that you have to witness me in a place of authenticity because we don't mean that. It's just what we've been conditioned to say. It's not how we really feel. If I were to say, do you really mean that? Are you actually sorry? Right. That almost gives people permission to say, oh, wait, I'm not oh, wait, why do I say that? Oh, wait, it's totally automatic that I do. But the more that we practice that, the more that we slowly let our feelings out, whether it's with ourselves or in relationship, the more we come around to realizing, oh my gosh, I don't have to swallow this. Oh my gosh, I don't have to sit on all of this energy. Oh my gosh, I can let some of this out. And maybe if people were not accepting and loving of me in those states when I was younger, perhaps maybe they will be now. And even if they're not now, can I be there for myself? Because the thing about trauma is that you can treat the symptom without knowing the story attached to it. So for people who don't know details about their trauma, or for people who don't even know that what they've gone through is traumatic if they don't remember, the body has intuitive memories, right? There are places within us 
where our intuition is, where it's already there. And we just have to stay open and curious about it. There are certain things that we cannot think our way through. There are certain levels of consciousness that are not thinkable, thinkable, you know, they're not meant to be thought about. They just are. And it's like, we're all connected. We all know about everything going on, whether we say it or not. And we just get to figure out what unlocks the key to our altered states and to our own personal vortexes of energy and our own, you know, portals of the past and of the future and this intergenerational trauma that we're here to put a stop to and to shift and to change and to look inside to identify the pain. And, you know, something that's been incredibly healing for me, just in terms of my own attachment style, has been watching the show This Is Us. And it's a really beautiful way to convey different perspectives through one story. So there may be several episodes of the same event, but around the perspective of each character. And, and of course, I project my family system onto the show. And so it's, it's a cool way to digest it. And another thing that's been really healing for me is getting to watch my younger brother be a dad, getting to see how he responds to his almost two-year-old daughter and getting to see my sister-in-law be that mother figure who tends to every need and who allows her to be satisfied in her needs and to encourage her to know and feel that her needs are very worthwhile and very valuable and very important to be met. I think that that has been so healing for me. And this is not to say that, you know, my parents did it wrong. It's to say that, oh my gosh, they didn't know what they were doing either. And they did the absolute best that they could, right? If like a baby is crying and we let the baby cry and we say, you can cry it out, which was how I was raised, right? Nope, you're going to cry it out. You're going to learn that you have to self-soothe. You have to be with yourself in order to get through hard things, right? That might not have been the perspective that my family was necessarily intending or thinking about. But I know if they had knowledge and had education around, oh my gosh, if we teach our children that they have to be alone through hard, challenging moments that they're going to have issues with boundaries and challenges in relationships and being on high alert all the time and people pleasing and really craving external validation and developing patterns of codependency or perhaps fear of abandonment and deprioritizing their own needs and needing to constantly prove themselves and tolerate abusive, neglectful behavior, right? Like if our parents really knew that and had that awareness, I don't think that they would have made those choices, right? I, I know that if that was what that they had, I know that that would be 
different. And so in my own healing, I get to sit there and say, they did the best they could and that that was enough. And now when I'm working through all of my own relational challenges, it is okay that I go outside of them to receive support around my needs being met. And so, yeah, I think that values are shifting and I think that there's more permission around getting to be yourself and not just saying that you do, but showing and demonstrating and fully being open to the fact that you do. And it's just beautiful. It's just, you know, it's a time to really embark on personal healing and, and just self-fulfillment. And even though I'm, you know, realizing more challenges that my parents had and that they went through, it doesn't, you know, make me love them any less, but it does increase my awareness for how I want my healing to be, because that's all I'm responsible for is the way that I choose to heal. And then as I connect to myself through those healing patterns, then I get to have a say on, you know, the kids that I'm around and the kids that I have that are in my future. So this is powerful, powerful stuff. And it's big. I know this week has been heavy. I've felt it and I've just felt a little bit slower and I've felt I felt that I've been needing to be more internal and, you know, the intense energy just needs to be released. It's, it's not like you have to do anything, but, you know, there's this intensity on a spectrum, right? When our stress compounds, it turns into things like what we call trauma, anxiety, depression, because our adrenaline and our survival energy just wants us to be okay. And now we know that just being okay is not enough because our self-worth is increasing. And because what we know now, we know we can go above and beyond. We know we can tap into our energetic, subtle energy bodies. And we know that we can tap into our intuition and telepathy and our internal knowing, whether that's through journaling, whether that's through trusting ourselves, whether that's through um, how we communicate with ourselves, right? How much we love ourselves unconditionally, even through the parts that we might not like, right? So yeah, it's, it's a lot going on. And just want to remind you, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing is broken. You always have the power to unlock and unleash your intuition. And you always have the power to take the next step for you. Even if you've never done it before. Even if people in your world have never supported you before, right? because we all have our defenses and we all have our patterns and we all have our coping and we all have our patterns that come up when we run into similar situations. And so the hope is that the way you handle one thing is 
more advanced than you handled it the last time does not mean you need to be perfect. It does not mean you need to do it right or be a certain way, but you get to track it for yourself and you get to see how you grow and change over time. And the beauty of that is enough. The beauty of that is transformation. So be well this week. If you're exhausted, please take some time to nourish yourself and to go inward and maybe turn off your phone, whatever works for you. Set a timer, what, who knows? But yeah, we're going to go on. We're going to continue. Life goes on and death is a part of life. And so whatever you may be facing, whatever challenges are arising, I challenge you to be curious and open about it, especially the parts and pieces that do not want to, you know, be sat with or looked at or the parts and pieces of you that are rejecting because it's likely those are the parts and pieces that really need you right now. So take good care, be well, and I will see you later. Bye.